You want to talk about football, fine. You don't, then you go somewhere else. Get ready, get ready. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Y'all are not playing. Most of the don't even know how to play football, all right? Go, no urgency. Here we go. Welcome to the ST Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Carlos and Chad. You've got to be the dumbest team in America. They are who we thought they were, and we never got to Welcome to episode 54 of the ST Fantasy Football Podcast. We are covering the covering Dynasty Fantasy Football and a couple rants here and there. My name is Carlos. I'm Chad. Uh, or or couple, Mr. Rant King over Rant, here. I, I don't know how I get this title. I, I just like to... Nicole Harrod. Harrod. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, he sucks. That's a stupid fucking move. But anyways... So, so how do you get that moniker? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> you pull it out of me. That's why. This is all you're doing. Uh, so how you doing, Chad? It's been it's been a long time. It's been uh, what, like three days since the last three time days. I saw you. Three whole days. <laughs> but it was good. I had a whole draft in between there. Uh, it went pretty well. You I mean, sure? I saw the outline of that. I don't. Well, I didn't have very many picks, <laughs> right? And why is that? Why? why? I, I don't value first round picks. This, oh, okay. this is my problem. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, for drafting late, I feel like you know I got some pretty good value there. Okay. And we'll we'll talk about it if you don't yeah. if you don't mind. No. Course. we got to talk about you it. You know, talk about my draft. Because, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people have a draft coming up this coming weekend. Uh, I've been hearing that, what, the Kentucky Derby weekend is a great day to have a draft. Mint uh, juleps, a draft. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. I, 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 I don't I mean, do I'm it. in a pansy league where we don't draft until August, but, you know. Well, uh, you know. Uh, so it's big money league. That's why. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> Wait, the one you're in? <laughs> the poor man's league? <laughs> No, no. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about your draft. Let's see how it went. Um, so the number one overall pick in the first round uh, was Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, I was a little surprised by that, but it is. So so. Oh, yeah, let's talk about this. It is a super flex league. Super flex league. Uh-huh. Talk a little deep, bit about it. Deep benches, um, point per reception, uh-huh. and it's also six points per passing touchdown. Okay. So it does change the dynamic a little bit to mm-hmm. favor quarterbacks. And like I said, yeah. Uh, two quarterbacks. Well, it's a quarterback slot, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, a super flex spot, and a defense. Okay, so no regular flex spot. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, and one flex. Oh, spot. Okay, a flex and super flex. Okay, you got so that? Did playing? I screw that up? So enough? what are we playing? Super Tecmo Bowl here? Essentially, uh, yeah. So essentially, you could. So you could technically start two quarterbacks, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex position still in which you could start a running back, tight end, or wide receiver. Correct. Okay. Yeah. so And no kickers? No kickers. Ugh. Kickers are gone in this league. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the number one overall pick was Kyler Murray. I don't I don't disagree with it, especially in a super flex. Uh, I think Kyler Murray could be a beast in a super flex position. Yeah, in super flex, uh, that's, that's no brainer yeah. to me. Uh, number two was Daniel Jones. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the Jets, no. Number two was Josh Jacobs. Number three, David Montgomery. So we see what we are not. You and I have always talked about running backs. Got to go with the running backs quickly. Uh, then number four was Nikhil Harry. Number five, Miles Sanders. Again, another running back. And then this is where I tend to disagree with things. Uh, A.J. Brown went off the board. And then T.J. Hawkinson, Noah Fant, D.K. Metcalf. Um, now, real quick, though. Yeah, yeah. So our top five, mm-hmm. basically consensus was Josh, Josh Jacobs, Montgomery, Nikhil Harry, Sanders, and then who else? I threw in Debo. And on, on the fifth is where we all kind of started. We all, yeah, we all disagreed. Yes. Um, so, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can see mm-hmm. A.J. Brown as a talent going here. But 
I loved Corey Davis when he went to that same exact spot, and I know exactly what happens to those uh-huh. receivers. Yes. Unless unless uh, what uh, Tannehill is going to start this year. Maybe. And, I mean, with injuries, you never know, especially as Mariota's never really been able to stay healthy. So at some point, Tannehill will be in there. Which, you know, I, I don't know how much of an upgrade that is. We saw him with some not very good weapons in Miami. Did he ever hey, have Kenny any good? Kenny Stills is a good wide receiver. Kenny Stills is a good go-deep receiver. And Tannehill struggles on his accurate deep balls. So that was definitely not a match made in heaven. <laughs> but A.J. Brown maybe given some short short area burst. I don't know. He's not necessarily that yeah. a, deep, a go-deep guy to me. Right. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting how it plays out. I mean, new offensive coordinator there as well. So uh, I think that, that uh, Vrabel... Rabel comes from the, the the hoodie mentality, play defense, play uh, run the ball. Derrick Henry. Uh, <laughs> and on, and just on, kind Henry. of just kind of, you know, toss it when you need to type of thing. Yeah. Uh, I that was a formula that worked for them towards the end of the season. And I think once we got towards the end of the season, we started seeing better numbers from uh, from Corey Davis. So the potential is there. You gotta give Mary you can't say Mariota's been a failure if you don't give him the tools. And let's be real, they have not given him the tools. Um Tajay Sharp didn't pan out to be what he should no. have been. Uh, who was the other one? Uh, Jordan Matthews or, or uh, yeah, was it Jordan? Eric Decker. They brought in Decker, Decker for a little who, bit. Yeah, who got hurt. Um, so they, they've brought in some some veteran talent that just hasn't panned out for them. So give them some tools and see what happens. Yeah, I I, I, I like the player. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't like the landing spot. I was also surprised to see the tight ends go back to back. Yes. And so early. Honestly, that's what I was just looking at right now. Uh, so next on the list was TJ Hawkinson and Noah Font. Um, honestly, to me, uh, I- I'm looking at the guy that, at the team that drafted Hawkinson. They also already have um, a couple of, of tight ends that uh, they have uh, Hayden Hurst. They have um, this makes for great air. Uh, <laughs> Zach Ertz. Uh, was it Zach Ertz? Zach Ertz? No, I don't think so. Uh, Nathan Beard. Yes. Oh no, you're no. you're right. I'm looking no. at the wrong guy. CV yeah. Bezzy. And and Kyle Waring and and so his tight ends now are Hayden Hurst, TJ Hawkinson, and Kyle Kale Waring, whatever the heck that is. Uh, um, Houston guy. Yes. So I think for a team who has need, it's not a horrible pick, but I think they've kind of put themselves in a situation where the tight end position is gonna suck this year. Uh I don't think Hawkinson's gonna be that guy. Uh that's going to bring you over the edge. So I, I think he could have done better by either trading the pick or gone in another direction to try to make a point someplace else, uh, or even try to get another wide receiver or running back that you can later trade for a better tight end that Hawkins is not going to be for the next maybe two years. Right. Uh, and I like the landing spot of fan, but these it's tight ends. Like mm-hmm. if you're taking a tight end here, you're waiting a year. At least they don't produce year one. They're, no, Ingram, now we, Ingram is the 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 anomaly in all of this, right? And in some cases, not two or three years before you see something. Yeah, but that was only because of ridiculous yeah. injury bugs. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. We do have three spots on a taxi squad, so mm-hmm. somebody's got to sit there. But I don't want my first round pick automatically no. going to my taxi. Now, squad. in all fairness, the same guy that took Hawkinson also took Kyler Murray number one overall. So, yeah, yeah. So you know, he he had I guess a luxury just looking at that team. I mean. Honestly, I probably would have preferred to go DK Metcalf or, or maybe even a Dwayne Haskins. You can never have in in a in a in, a, in the you know you you take the you take Dwayne Haskins, 
Hopefully he develops and you can later trade one of your quarterbacks for an Ertz or or Kittle or something like that. Yeah, not absolutely. this year, but something later on. Yeah, and maybe maybe this year. Uh, you never you know never know injuries. Desperate. You never know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I a little bit early for me. Yeah. Then DK Metcalf comes off the board. Then Haskins. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Then Drew Locke. Yes. Which I was surprised. Little high for me. Yeah. Uh, I I I mean you know I'm a big Paris Campbell fan. So to me Paris Campbell should have gone ahead of. All of those picks, um, including AJ Brown, so uh, I probably would have had in this pit in this one, two, three, four. He probably would have been sixth, maybe even fifth. Yeah, uh, I'm not a huge Miles Sanders fan. I know I'm in the minority of that, uh, but I'm just I, I you know I I like what Paris can 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 do or, or the opportunity he's going to have. Yeah, I, I mean I love the landing spot, and you know he's the next guy off the board here. I am mm-hmm. in the same boat. I would have taken him ahead of all those guys. Yeah. Uh, Debo Samuel was the next off the board yep. again. Off, he's he's my number five guy. Yes, um, and I was really kicking myself because I traded that pick away. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, so I mean, we don't want to go a lot into this, but uh, some interesting things that I see towards the middle of the second round with Singletary going and Harris, uh, and Irv Smith Jr. went a little bit sooner than I would have thought. Uh, I like it, but I just I'm surprised. I think I've always felt that he would be a guy that you could wait a little bit more to get. And then Daryl Henderson in the second round, I think, is 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 a good pickup or a good draft. I was kind of surprised that Singletary dropped that far. Yes, I thought that he would have been a first round guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Harris, I understand in the second round. Yeah, Herb Smith early. I'm really shocked though in the second round. Andy Isabella fell to the two eleven slot. And to me, he's a first-round talent. Mm-hmm. I am apparently in the minority huge on this. Right. Uh, after watching the tape, he is a go-to guy. Everybody knew he was going to get the ball. Yeah, he catches everything. Was, you, you have a thing for speed, and he does have speed. And, and he's agile, too, man. Yeah. He, he's, I, I love it. I love it. But so. I'm, honestly, I'm looking at Hunter Renfro going in the fourth round, to me, I think is a steal. Um, I know a lot of people don't. I mean, the dude played like 20 years in college, so. Uh, <laughs> it just seems that way because he just he was a productive player in every national championship game. So and um, he had you're talking about my pick there uh-huh. in the fourth, yeah, just yeah. so you know. Um, but yeah, he he had two drops in the last two seasons, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, he's going to a coach that values catching the damn ball. Yeah, and he's going to earn trust there really quick. I, I think. I think so too. I, I like it. Uh, Benny Snell uh, going in the fourth round, I think, is kind of interesting. What I'm trying to look at right now is did he go to the Connor owner, uh, and it doesn't look like he did. See, to me, if you're Connor, I think you, you want to go after Benny Snell. Uh, I don't think he's going to take the starting job away from him, but honestly, I don't know what to think about James Connor going into this year. He's injured a lot. Uh, you know, he, he had this thing called leukemia, apparently. Yeah. Yes. That put him down for a while. Yes. And that's, then, why he, that's why he dropped in the NFL draft, let's right. be real. But um, it just, I don't know. I, I think if I'm the... If I'm the Connor owner, I'm I'm, I'm trying to, to to do what I can to, to to shore up that. But that being said, you're also talking to the guy who had Mixon, who had uh, <laughs> Gio Bernard, and I had Mark Walton on my roster last year because I know Mixon isn't one to stay healthy. And in the Cincinnati situation, I know that it's not going to be. It's a committee, but it's not really. It's a this guy gets injured, the next guy's going to get all the carries. And this guy gets injured, the next guy's getting all the carries. So that's why I did it. It, it worked for me. Yeah. That's not necessarily going to be the case everywhere. In, in Dallas, I don't have the backup. 
I did for a couple of weeks, and then he just sucked because I watched him play. Rod Smith was horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, that dude is horrible. Uh, he's the he's Ronald that... Jones of, of of running back. Easy now, easy um, now. I got hope for Ronald Jones. <laughs> you can keep hoping, keep hope, keep alive. hope alive, but it's dead. <laughs> um, and and I, you know, so there are certain situations where I won't do it, where it's not going to be beneficial. But in, in, in to me, the Connor situation, I think you need to be trying to get those backups because I just don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, there there were some interesting backups taken here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Alexander Madison. Have you watched any tape on this guy? Who? Alexander Madison. Wasn't he one of our forefathers of the country? Yeah, actually, yeah, they did made a little play about him. Okay. Um, that was after Hamilton. Um but no, this guy's he's a bruiser, man. And uh-huh. he's and he's got some rare speed too. Mm-hmm. Uh he's kind of a guy that came out of nowhere. He's gonna be backing up Dalvin Cook. Okay. Yes. He, he went in the third round here. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. now if it's the cook owner, that's yes. great value. Yes. Um, especially with you know, we we're just talking injury mm-hmm. history yeah. with uh, our guys over in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Cook has not been one to stay healthy either. If he gets a chance, this guy could be the guy. Honestly, yes. And and, and the thing with, with him, uh, he's yeah, like you said, he's a bruiser. He's a big guy. And what happened last year with Latavius Murray? When it came down to goal line situation, it wasn't Dalvin Cook carrying the ball. It was Latavius Murray. And this guy's bigger and stronger than Latavius Murray is. So I think you're really going to see him taking carries away from Dalvin Cook in those situations. So, I, I, you know, we say that Dalvin Cook's got an injury history. But he really, in college, he stayed healthy. I mean, he went to Fisher's University, so it's not that hard to stay healthy there because you play in a weak conference. But, uh, yeah, that's a jab at the ACC. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, his rookie year, he gets hurt. Last year, he came back healthy. I just think that it took longer for him to recover from that torn ACL. That's why for the first half of the season, you saw a very tentative runner. But I think towards the end of the season, we started to see that running back again that we – thought we were going to get yeah um and and so we'll see you know that doesn't mean he's you know he's the perfect athlete or anything like that but i i think that we we don't want to label him as an injury risk just yet no um but that being said i think that them drafting this guy really if i'm the dalvin cook owner i'm not worried about it but i am looking at it because it's going to take touchdowns away from dalvin cook yeah. and in the touchdowns that i thought i was getting excited about with latavius murray gone right right yeah, yeah. no they just got a better in my opinion, a better well, we'll see, I guess, yes, but a better yeah. Latavius Murray, yeah. but it's similar player. Well, I similar think Latavius player. Murray's uh, Latavius Murray's a little bit better coming out of the backfield than people give him credit for. Um, so we'll see. At least that's what I'm gonna tell myself now. Yeah, yeah. Now that he's your guy. <laughs> um, so other late round guys that I I thought were interesting. Of course, I took Justice Hill in the third. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Uh, Bryce Love went in the third. Darwin Thompson. You heard much uh, about this kid? Name sounds familiar. He's a Kansas City uh, running back that went late. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I have heard about him. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So there's some buzz that, you know, he's a, he's a great receiving back. Yes. Not the biggest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. But he, Similar he, to another guy they used to have there that 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 uh, was very productive for them. Yes. Um, I, and honestly, you have to wonder about... Uh, the starter what the heck is his name damian williams damian williams i had to think i'm like which yeah. williams no yeah so damian williams i heard an interesting said about damian williams the other day uh, and i had never realized uh he's never had a full season of play uh even going into last year he's never had a full season of play yeah um 
And some of that's been due to injuries. Some of that's just been situation. So what's going to happen to him going into this next year? So I think that this isn't a bad gamble to take on, on, on this running back because we know that, that, that while the walrus is, 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 is loyal to his te- to, to his players, he's also kind of got to win. So if, <laughs> if Williams starts to struggle or, or there's the slightest little bit of problems, he's going to make that change. And, yeah. and I think that it could end up in that offense. I'm not going to say insert running back and win, but that's essentially what they do, <laughs> especially with one that can, that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. And you know, he's, he's got size to be a DC. He's not, when I say size, you know what I look for. Yeah. I'm, I'm 210 and above. Yeah. He's not that big. He's over 200 like that. He's got great hands. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anybody can be the guy. Yes. Why not? Um, so in the third round, though, to me, that's still a little bit of a stretch for that kind of guy when you got Miles Boykin still on the board. Um, and, and, and sorry, I just remember, we didn't do news and notes. Uh, oh, yeah, we're talking about Kansas City. Big yeah. news, signed Jamal Charles today. I saw that. I saw uh, that. One-day contract to retire, but still. It, uh, it was cool. It was cool. <laughs> he took a hand off of Pat Mahomes, called it a day. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that guy was stunned. Um, so hats off to Jamal Charles. Thank you for your service, sir. Um but yeah, so you know, there's a couple of receivers that still went off the board here that I think are great value. Miles mm-hmm. Boykin yeah. going in the back end of the third is insane value to me. Yeah, uh, Riley Ridley is about right for him. A hundred red pro, I like yeah. the pick, but it's about right for him. Um, but I, I that said, I really JJ Arcega Whiteside. He went in the second. His are name's too fan? damn long. Are you a fan? No, I'm not either, man. I, I just I don't like wide receivers in Philadelphia right now. They, they, no, and, and, and the thing with him is it's what are you trying to do with him? I mean, isn't he another Jordan Matthews type of guy or one of the things that they already have there? That, Alshon? It, yeah, it, yeah just, he's, he's not. It's just kind of. Well, and it's the quarterback <laughs> play. It's everything. Nothing that doesn't excite me. He, no. they, they, he's like an Andrew He's Luck. a mirror image of, of, of a receiver they already have. He doesn't bring anything on the, you know, he doesn't bring you anything different that you don't already have. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I didn't, I, I don't get it. Uh, but I, I honestly, I think what Philadelphia is doing is he was best available, at least best available on their board, and that's what they went with. Yeah. Whether I, you I agree guess. with it or not, I don't know. Uh, but I do like the fact that Philly took an offensive lineman in the first round. Uh, or early in the second round, whenever that was. So I, I do like some of the things that they did in their draft, and I think they probably are just going best available. Yeah. Um, guy that I, I I just see here in the ba- bottom half of the round, because the bottom half is kind of it's kind of weak sauce. Um, the only one that really, well, I guess uh, Josh Oliver, Jack, Jacksonville tight end, kind of excites me. It's the last pick in the round. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what do you think about Rodney Anderson? Mr. Anderson. He, uh, he went to Cincinnati, right? Uh-huh. That's, like, yes, the guy has huge injury issues, right? Mm-hmm. But when he plays, he's a beast. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's Mark Walton's replacement. And, and yes, Gio's going into the last year of his contract. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, you can't compare him and, and, and Gio, but I think it's just a, one of the things Cincinnati did a lot in this draft, Ryan Finley, you know, uh, drafted him. He's a guy that could be the starter two or three years from now. Yeah. So one of the things I think Cincinnati focused on or tried to do is, you know, we have some guys whose contracts are going to be up in the next couple of years. Let's try to see what we can do to bring some talent in to, yeah. to, to replace them later on. And I think that's what he is. I think he's there to let's see what happens. And if he pans out, great. If not, 
you know. See, I see him more as a Mixon replacement, if anything, as far as skill set. But Ryquel Armstead, another running back that they went and got, mm-hmm. is the guy I see as uh, being the Geo replacement. Again, though. But I think the issue the issue with Geo is he's one dimension. He's a third down back. Yeah. Where Mixon is an all 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 round back. And I think Anderson could be that all rounds back type of thing. And I, I think agree. that's it, it to me. One of the things that made the Kamara Ingram combination work in New Orleans is just because Ingram was in there doesn't mean they were going to run the ball. And just because Kamara was in there doesn't mean they're going to pass the ball. Right. And I think that's the balance that teams want to find in their running backs. Right. And I think that that's what they may be trying to do, because if Mixon is healthy and Geo is in there, you know what they're doing. Yeah, when Mixon is hurt and Geo Geo is playing, it mixes things up a little bit more. But I think they're trying to find that balance. Yeah. Any other draft things you want to talk about that struck you as odd? Um, no. Uh, I, honestly, you mentioned Josh Oliver. I think he's a guy that to, to really look at. Uh, we know that um, the quarterback in Jacksonville uh, loves throwing to his tight ends, so it's certainly somebody to keep an eye out for there. Yeah. Uh, for there, and, and Ryan Finley, I think, is one of those late round guys that two or three years from now is somebody to also keep an eye on. So, yeah, uh, he'll probably end up on waivers before you're able to do anything with him. But you never know with 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 Dalton, uh, 31. He's still young. He's he's got a few years to go. But you know, Dalton's never been that quarterback that everybody's just been gaga about. No, no, and he's had decent weapons there too. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens, but yeah, that's yeah. that's the draft essentially mm-hmm. in a nutshell. We you know we got through the first round. Um, overall, I felt pretty good about my picks. I, did, I like I said, I traded away my first two rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the end of the day, I ended up walking out with. Uh, let me get it real quick: Justice Hill, Rid- Riley Ridley, Hunter Renfro, and Ryan Finley. So, you know, we, mm-hmm. for uh, being late round guys, I feel pretty good about that draft. Yeah. So. Um, so one thing I was thinking about the other day, and, and you know, we, we, we've talked or what our top five guys are. Like we talked about that on the last podcast. So any rookies that landing in a place that you're interested, you're, you're, you're kind of like, kind of like where this guy landed type other than the top five, there's the guys that we right, know right. Josh Jacobs ended up in the best position possible. And, and Paris Campbell ended up in the best position possible. Uh, any other ones, any lower level guys that you're kind of like, this is like, like, okay. So let me, let me start just yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to me. Um, Oliver. Yes. Uh, I think he landed in, in, in possibly the best place he could have. I would have preferred to see a Hawkinson or a font end up there with, with a little bit more speed, actually font more than, than Hawkinson. But I just think the opportunity that he's going to have there with the quarterback that loves throwing to the tight end and, and, and doing that. Uh, I'd really like that. So uh, again, Fant I think has that opportunity uh, in Denver, um, Denver, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know, Fan Hawkinson, it's like, okay, which one went to, yeah, the one that went to Detroit is dead to me. Uh, so I, I think there's potential there, um, but I think with Oliver, I just, I, I like the opportunity that, that he could have, and, and and honestly, sooner rather than later. Uh, do I think he's going to be a, a, a blowout candidate as a rookie? No, absolutely not. If he's a tight end, he, he they take a couple years to develop, but I think in that offense and in what they're doing with that quarterback, I think he's somebody to keep an eye on. Yeah, another one I like, Jay Sternberger. You know, we kind of mentioned him pre-draft, mm-hmm. uh, kind of in joke in jest because it was linked to New England, mm-hmm. and yeah, he went to Green Bay to replace uh, Mr. Jimmy Graham. Yes, eventually. Yes, I don't think it's going to happen this year. But I like that landing spot for him yes. going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, again, how excited am I about a Green Bay tight end? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. If I'm not. He, 
I don't know if he ever is going to utilize him that way. I mean, we'll see this year with the change of the, the guard. Yeah. Maybe they start to throw up the middle of the field with <laughs> well, two. Well, but it's not like, like LaFleur is, I don't know. I mean, you were high on, on, on Delaney Walker. You still are. Yeah. And who was the OC in, 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 in Tennessee? It True. was it was It was LaFleur. So uh, it's something that, you know, kind of keep an eye on but i just i don't know if i don't know if rogers is ever going to throw to his tight end i don't know yeah i don't know he's got to throw to somebody they didn't get any more receivers in this draft after they got like five of them last year or whatever yeah but because of what they did last year in the re-signing of geronimo i don't think that they really needed to add much more talent there yeah uh, I, mean, I think they had bigger holes to fill in the offensive line the defensive line and other areas yeah and they, they did that yeah um you got another guy um no, we're going to talk about some other players in, in a little bit. Uh, but no, what about you? Do you have anybody else? I'll, I'll, go, I'll go through some of the running backs now because uh-huh. that's, that's about it on my tight ends, right? Like I'm not, I'm not paying over, over too much attention to tight end right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, I already talked briefly about Alexander Madison. Like, yeah. I like that. Um, Justice Hill in Baltimore. You know, you got Mark Ingram there on a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a guy who is explosive on offense. Uh, I went back and watched some tape. And I was blown away. Uh, Oklahoma State guy uh, shows all of the signs of being. I, I gotta be careful here. Um, he he's Jamal Charles esque, right? Okay. And what he can do in the open field. Okay. So if he can m- turn that into reality, mm-hmm. this this guy is a late round steal to me. Okay. Now, granted, you know we'll see how that yeah, offense Michael. is gonna do. Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> <Hey>, Whatever. <laughs> So, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think there's going to be – as, as the summer goes on, I think we're, we'll kind of come up with more interesting people that we're, that we're interested in seeing. But um, So next on the list, I want to talk to you about this because I know you have a lot of hate for this. But the fantasy community has a lot of love for Mikael Hardman. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Why, why, why? So So talk to me as to why you don't get it. Because he's a developmental receiver. Like, I understand why they did it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there are some reports that the Jets were threatening to move up to get this nobody to. Um, again, fine. I wish that the Jets would have gotten him. Um, to me, he is a average receiver that is really fast. I don't see anything else on his metrics or on the tape that le- leads me to believe that this guy is anything special. Okay. So listen to this. Yeah. Not a very tough runner, willing to go quietly into the turf once defenders uh, starts making contact. Hands get shaky when headed into the middle of the field. Feast or famine returner who is too willing to dance and stall, waiting for the perfect hole to open up. Tyreek Hill? That is Tyreek Hill's description. <laughs> yeah. That is Tyreek Hill's description. Yeah. That's his, that, that's his scouting combine coming out of college. His scouting number, his grade from the NFL Network was a 4.8. Yeah. Okay. Which a four point eight means you should be in camp, but you're not likely to make the team. Okay. Nicole Hardman. <laughs> Nicole Hardman, excuse me. Five point six eight means he should be on a roster. Yeah. But five ten, one eighty seven. Mm-hmm. Tariq Hill, five ten, one eighty five. Okay. His forty coming out of college for Tariq Hill was a four four three. Yeah. For Nicole, four three three. Mm-hmm. So a tenth of a second faster. Yeah. Played in better competition as much as it pains me to say that, uh, than what Tariq Hill did coming out of, coming out of college. Uh, so the metrics are there that he could turn into the next Tariq Hill. 
Yes. Okay. But. Yes. <laughs> when it comes to Tariq Hill, his rookie year numbers, 61 receptions, 530, 593 yards, 9.7 average, six touchdowns, 24 rushes, 267 yards. Those aren't great numbers. No. But my point is, the, the, and the reason I bring those numbers up, 593 yards and, and we'll say 800 yards total between receiving and rushing. I think that's what they brought this guy in here to do. To get him in the end of rounds, get him those those little short handoffs, those little shuttle passes, little bubble screens that he can maybe take a little bit further, which is what they wanted out of Tariq Hill. That's what this guy does. So, just you know, we sit here. Well, he's not going to be the next Tariq Hill. Honestly, if he gives you 600 yards receiving and 200 yards, 200 yards rushing, that's Tariq Hill as a rookie. Yeah, but the dip, the difference was the explosive play with Tyreek Hill. Those six touchdowns that he got were amazing plays. His longest, his longest ca- catch for that year was forty yards. Yeah, but I'm talking returns. Okay, Retur- when when you saw the, him, but this with guy the ball, was a returner at Clemson. Okay, so, so no, I thought he was Georgia. Sorry, Georgia. Okay, it's the South. Who yeah, whatever. The same damn thing. All right, but <laughs> it, it it doesn't matter to me, right? Like. He's a fast guy. He hasn't he hasn't shown me mm-hmm. that he has anything in his game that is Tyreek Hill. Granted, neither did Tyreek Hill before he got to the Chiefs. And that's the point I'm trying to make. Yes. But I'm not excited about this. This is not something that But were you excited about Tyreek Hill when they drafted him? In the fifth round? It was it was a good upside pick. This to me is a bad waste of a second round pick. Now, for for upside, because they already, you know, they have a guy right now. What if I told you they had a guy on their team that was uh, 5'9", 184, and ran a 4'2", 640? I'm I'm sorry, 4'3", 4'3", 4'3". Okay. D'Anthony Thomas. Okay. You know? Uh Uh-huh. He's a return man, dynamic Mm -hmm. playmaker. Yeah. Why can't he just go be the new Tyreek Hill? Because they've already seen what the guy can do in practice, right? They've seen him there. Practice? Practice? No, I get it. I get it. Right. Uh-huh. Like I, I, but I, like if you're just going off of metrics and you're uh-huh. just going off of numbers, this is a guy that's similar to that. Right. Yes. So that's, but, and that's what but, I'm saying. Okay. No, no. But I guess the, to me, the difference is they've already seen what he can do. And obviously they went and got this <laughs> right. guy for and, a reason, and, right? Well, they went and got Tyreek Hill <laughs> and then they went and got this guy. Yeah. So they've seen something that they don't care for in, in, in this other guy. So they went after Hartman. I, my thing is, look, am I sitting here? Am I, I'm not saying that he's the next Tariq Hill. I'm not saying that you need to go out and get him. What I'm trying to say is, as your brother would say, and with the name of his team, trust the process and, and trust that they <laughs> – no, because we, we talked about it last week, and, we, and I've joked with you because we both thought, what the fuck are they doing taking Patrick Mahomes? Why well, did they move first? Up? But as a Saints fan, I was happy because I was like, thank God, because we can take the cornerback that's fallen to us <laughs> that, that shouldn't have been there. Because – I can assure you that if Mahomes had been there when we went to pick, we would not have taken Lattimore. We would have taken Patrick Mahomes. And yes, Mahomes is is is, is a great talent. Don't get me wrong. Right. But what the Saints need right now more is a cornerback, not a quarterback. Right. So, uh, but you didn't like the pick. You thought it was you. You thought it was a waste of a pick. Move up to get the guy. <laughs> Everything you're saying about this guy. Yeah. No. Exactly. So I'm not saying I'm I'm right. Obviously, I'm wrong a lot. A lot. But this is this is how I feel, right? Uh-huh. Like this is my, I'm putting on my analysis hat, uh-huh. uh, and I I don't, I, I 
if I was in their shoes, right, I would have done it differently. I would have taken a guy like um, do any of the other receivers that were still there on the okay, board. So Paris Campbell. They could have got Paris Campbell, and I would have loved that pick. What, could they have gotten Campbell? Yeah. He, yes, he, yes he they went, could have gotten Campbell. Yeah. Yes, that, that's right. That's right. So you're big on Hakeem Butler. Right, you, you yeah. love Hakeem Butler, and I know you were ranting the day of the draft. It was like, why the hell didn't they get him Butler? And blah 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 blah. Here's your NFL to the fourth round. Yeah. So, do you know something that 32 GMs don't know? Uh, and I'm not. I th- think we give GMs a little no, bit no. too much and, credit. And, and please understand, I'm yeah. not trying to knock you when I say that. You're it's right. just we, <laughs> and that's why we're sitting here. We're not. I'm running not teams. getting paid to do this. <laughs> yeah. We fall in love with players. We fall in love with this talent. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the right pick for that team. Right. Or, or, or the right pick for attitude or, or whatever it may be. Uh, we see highlight films. We don't get to see 10,000 hours of, of footage like Jaworski gets to see. Uh, so we see highlights. And, of course, highlights are designed to do what? <laughs> Show us Aww. the best things that they do. So yes. I, I think we need to be a little careful with that. Well, the, the knock that I've heard on Butler's drops Right, he, they they worry about his mm-hmm. hands. Yes, so it's legit. Uh, the same thing I I saw a little bit. He did have some drops, these issues. Mm-hmm. But as far as the intangibles of speed, decisiveness when he has uh, the ball in his hands and being able to make the plays when he have to make them, mm-hmm. he can do that. Um, and you can't you can't teach what six four. No. Yeah. So. That out of a out of a number one receiver, I want somebody that can go up high point a ball and doesn't have to have a forty five inch vertical. Right. So, you know, that, that's me. But Tariq Hill couldn't do that either. It, well, no, he can't. He can't. <laughs> uh, and that you know, talking about guys that fall uh, like Andy Isabella and Hunter Renfro, these are guys that are five ten mm-hmm. and run a four sub four five forty. To me. Hunter Renfro is a Judy, Julian Edelman type of guy. Uh, yeah. In fantasy, PPR monster. That's what I think Hunter Renfro is going to be, is going to be a PPR monster. Yep. Um, going to be a slot guy, going to run the intermediate routes, and he's going to quietly, you're going to get to the end of the season, not maybe his rookie year, but two or three right, years yeah. from now, quietly 100, 110 receptions and 500 yards. It's going to be stupid. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it's going to be stupid. Yeah. But in a PPR league, I don't care how I many, yes, I want a guy that has yardage, but you give me 110 receptions and 600 yards, I'm yes. okay with that. Yes, for my For my third receiver or fourth receiver, I love those numbers. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, you know, but I hear the comps like, oh, these guys are too small. What's, how big is Tyreek Hill? <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if you're fast enough. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how tall you are. Correct. So, but I have a preference, right? So, in that sense, 433. <laughs> And a big arm quarterback, right? <laughs> this is the other the other X factor, right? Uh-huh. That we haven't had in Kansas City in a long time is a guy that can throw the deep ball like Mahomes can. Oh, Dave Craig had a big arm. What do you? Or Steve yeah, Berg but, also had a big arm. I, I, I do love me some Steve Berg. <laughs> One of the greatest plays I ever saw was was a uh, a play action pass that went for eighty yards to JJ Burton. But hey, I digress. Um, but yeah, it's nice. That's that's when that speed can come into play. Mm-hmm. I think the rest of the time, if you're dealing with a guy that can't get the ball down there, like if it's a uh, Marcus Mariota, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't have that deep ball accuracy, um, then you're not. That weapon is useless to you. Yes, Tyreek Hill, and this is something that I, I think may affect dynasty value. Tyreek Hill on another team, I don't know if he's as valuable. 
I mean, I think both Mahomes and Hill take a hit if they're not on the same team. But I think it depends. Yeah, I don't know. I I really don't. I mean, uh, because I, I let's say New Orleans, I don't think he drops off as much. Uh, I honestly, I think in the Rams, he could succeed. Place like New England, not going to work out very well. So I think yeah. it just depends on on the team. Miami, nobody works out there. Yeah. Uh, so you know, we'll see. Yeah, it's just it's an interesting mm-hmm. game, right? No, no, yeah. I, I, but, but you could say that about any player in in, in the league. And you know, there's a reason Drew Brees left San Diego, not you know, or they didn't want him in San Diego. They didn't think he was very good, right? So he goes on to be the all-time leading passer in the yeah. NFL. Uh, but Drew Brees would not have been there would 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 not have done that without Sean Payton and the scheming and the things. I think that that's just a pair that worked very well. Mm-hmm. We've we've argued many times. Would Tom Brady be Tom Brady if it wasn't for being in New England with Hoodie and in and, and that offense and that scheme that they set up for him there? So, you know, there's a reason Tom Brady went in the seventh round. There's a reason Drew Brees didn't go till the second round. So, every player to me is about the scheme that they're in and, and their ability to 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 make that work or, or them to be able to plan around that. But so Tariq Hill, where he has to go to a place where they can scheme for him. Yeah, but I think I think that's a lot of football in general is the interpersonal relationships that these players build like Jordy and Aaron Rodgers, Mm -hmm. right? Jordy goes to Oakland. He's nothing, right? He goes up. If they were to pick him up next week, I'd take him as a wide receiver too. Cause he and Rodgers just had that connection. But you thought he was over the hill and done a couple years ago. Well, yeah, when he had value, right? Like I'm saying now when you can pick him off the waivers for free, (laughs) yeah, I'll take him as a wide receiver too. Yeah. Redraft. We'll see. We'll see. So I, I just, I guess what I'm trying to say is just don't, don't give up on me cold so, so quickly, uh, and and just kind of wait and see what's going to happen because I'll tell you what he comes into the first game of the preseason and he takes a punt return 80 yards for a touchdown or he takes a little screen pass 80 yards for a touchdown he's all all of a sudden going to move up to the first round. Oh, absolutely, and and he's that's the thing also right situation. Mm-hmm. If if Hill's gone and he gets inserted into that role, mm-hmm. then yeah, sky's the limit for the kid. And I can understand, you know, in a in a dynasty, uh, from a dynasty perspective, mm-hmm. wanting in on that opportunity, yes, and buying a share of that. So I get it, but you know, I I, I saw him as like number one receiver on some boards, and that just blew me away. Like, come on, what are you thinking? What do you think? Number one? I don't know. I don't know. It's just me. It is you because obviously these guys know better than we do. I don't, at least I think they do. Uh, I, I, I hope that they do. I well, know. yeah, I hope my guy knows better than <laughs> I do. My guys keep leaving, going to other places though, uh-huh. which is frustrating. Yes. Uh, so another name I want to talk to you about. Yeah. And, and I want to talk to you about this because we we had a discussion on on text message on Sunday between you and and, and Randy and I where we're having a discussion <laughs> on this. Yeah. Uh, Rojo. Um, and Randy, see, you're getting a shout out, so. Uh, we're not talking bad about you. We're not bashing you. We're, we're, we're having a discussion. So, so you and Randy are high on Rojo. Uh, I, on the other hand, am not, uh, I think, and, and it's not my bias against the Bucks. It, yeah. it may be slightly, uh, but yeah, <laughs> they're not the Falcons at least. I mean, you know. uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, their offensive line has work to be, to be done. Their quarterback situation sucks ass. Uh, and yes, Bruce Arians is a quarterback whisperer and Bruce Arians this and Bruce Arians that. I don't. I don't think that any whisperer is going to be able to fix Jameis Winston. That's just my personal opinion. Um, 
but you were happy at the fact that they didn't draft another running back. That's that's what brought the stock up on Rojo, right? We saw Rojo play last year. The dude was horrible. The dude could not hit a hole. The dude, I don't know, seemed to like running into his lineman. I'm not quite sure what his situation was. Uh, but there's been a new development. They sign Bruce Anderson. Right. Uh, an un- undrafted UDFA. free agent. UDFA. Yeah, UDFA. Uh, who could push him, could take over. And we can't sit here and say that undrafted free agents aren't going to make a difference because we saw what Philip Lindsay did last year, right? And, and yeah. honestly, I think, and, and I haven't seen a lot on him. I haven't had a lot of chance to do a lot of work on him. But, you know, 5'11", 210, those are the numbers you like. Yep. Uh, 7.5 yards per carry last year. To me, very similar to a Philip Lindsay type of guy, a little speedster guy, a little third, what we classify as a third down back, right? Yeah. But Philip Lindsay was a third down back who ended up being an all around back. Yeah. And, and we know what Arians likes to do with that type of a running back. We saw what he, well, David Johnson's a little bit bigger and not necessarily a third round back, but a guy that catches the ball out of the backfield, a little speedster, little things like that. So are you still as high on? Rojo, even with Bruce Anderson there? Well, here's how I view that whole situation, uh-huh. right? So on just to give a little context here, I decided to prioritize quarterbacks in the Superflex uh-huh. and receivers. Yes. Um, so I neglected the running back position. Um, and you tried to cement it by getting Rojo. So, yes, in, in a draft. Okay. So what I was trying to do, I was really trying to trade up into the top five. And okay. I, was, I was offering 2-1 and my first, pick, first round pick next year okay. to get in the first five. Thinking, well, if people are thinking this is a low, you know, a low draft class, maybe mm-hmm. they'll be willing to load up on 2020s, which, hey, if anybody wants to sell 2020 picks, I'm here. Yeah. Um, but, no, but nobody bought it. Yeah, nobody bought it. Nobody okay. bought it. So after, uh, you know, Montgomery, Sanders, and Jacobs went, I said, I, I got to get a running back. I got to have some kind of hope here. And granted, I had 2-1, which I still think is an overpay. Mm-hmm. Um I used that to get uh, – I, I can't even remember the guy's name right now. Rojo? Rojo. Yeah, Rojo. And then I got a third uh, – Ronald Jones, by the way, for those of you who don't yeah. know who Rojo is. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, but then I used that to also get like a third-round pick, which I got Justice Hill. Okay. Which who I just traded away. <laughs> oh. I, just, I think it's the right move. I, I think the having Deontay Foreman works better for you than having Justice Hill, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, for me it does. But um, – so I, I I like the upside. I like what I'm hearing out of Arians. A lot of it is going to be just coach speak, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I listened to a guy, Jeff Radcliffe, um, who has a podcast, and he said something that makes a lot of sense to me. The only time that you're going to get the truth out of these guys, these GMs and owners and everybody, is during the draft. When you see where they, where they prioritize what they're trying to get. Mm-hmm. If they thought that running back was such a big issue for them, why didn't they get anybody in the draft? Yes, they did go and get Bruce Anderson, who I like, um, but they didn't waste any draft capital to do that. Instead, I think they addressed mostly the defense and offensive line. Which were big needs for them. Yes. But, so, having said that, right, so I like the opportunity, and I think it's worth a second-round rookie pick Mm -hmm. to try to get a starting running back. Mm-hmm. Who Rojo could be if he can catch the damn ball. Now, if he goes and which you know, is what what do Arians running backs have to do? Exactly, you got to catch the damn ball. So if he doesn't do that again, uh, which has always been his knock, I'm I'm kind of betting against fate here. I do like Anderson. 
Um, he's a guy, uh, what, North Dakota, I believe? Yeah. Um, he's North Dakota strong. Yeah, damn it. But hey, at least I don't have to listen to Gruden in the box say that anymore. I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, so he's got yeah he's got the size I like, got the speed. I watched a couple of games on him. Um, yeah, for the for the talent that he was playing against, mm-hmm. he dominated. Um, I, I I don't know if that's going to carry over to the NFL, but he's got he's got some definitely good hands mm-hmm. uh, and some characteristics that can excel in a Bruce Arians offense, which is another reason I really went in on this backfield because mm-hmm. I've seen what he did with David Johnson, right? And I I want a piece of that, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping. Okay, no, no, and and, and, and I, I get it. I understand where you were trying to go with the Rojo thing. I just don't agree with it because I don't think Rojo's a good running back. I think what we saw last year. To quote Denny Green, he is who we thought he was. And we saw <laughs> yeah. what he is, and I just I'm not impressed with what I saw, uh, and I just don't see how that turns around. You know, it's one thing when you see flashes of a guy, and then every once in a while, it's like, what the hell are you doing? You know, right? But with him, I just there was questions when the Bucks took him last year, and then you saw him play, and it's like, holy shit, what the hell is this? Yeah. Right? You know, uh, and that's just to me what I envisioned from him, and. I didn't. I, again, we talked about it. I didn't like it. I know everybody was huge on Rojo going into last season, and he's going to be the man, and and, 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 and nothing. Yeah, you know? we, I think um, we both were anti Rojo yeah, last year. Yeah, and it's just I I just don't see how that turns around. I really don't. So as a sneaky pick, I think uh, Bruce Anderson would be a, a, a sneaky pick uh, in a rookie draft uh, later on, or in our case, he's probably going to go number five overall. Uh, <laughs> but you just never know. Um, that'd be awesome. If did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. I mean, at nine, I might come get on, somebody, David. Somebody might, uh, some, somebody might fall to me at nine. So, so we'll see. Uh, I just wanted to talk about that because I, I, we went, we were going back and forth over text message about it, and it's just kind of I'm like I, I'm looking at the. I'm like, do these guys not watch football? What the fuck is wrong with? No, <laughs> yeah, like I said, it, it's I'm trying to address a need, and you know, if if, if things start happening now, I'm, I'm here's my thing if. If his value starts increasing, then I miss out, right? Yeah. And for a second round pick, I don't in this draft. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm missing out too much for that option. So, I'm asking you this question after I say something. Okay. Yeah. One thing that you talked about a couple minutes ago was about what do teams do in the draft and whether or not they address something. That's what you. I don't necessarily agree with that when it comes to the running back position because one thing we have seen in recent years is you can get some really good running backs as undrafted free agents. The Saints won a Super Bowl with a running back that wasn't drafted. Uh, actually, with three running backs that were two running, two of the three running backs were undrafted free agents. Nice. And they won a Super Bowl with that. Philip Lindsay, an undrafted free agent that worked. So I think in recent years, we've seen that teams don't have to spend draft capital on running back. They can make it work. And... When you have bigger needs and not a lot of draft picks and not a lot of cap space, because the Bucks have no cap space whatsoever. They're under $2 million in cap space. Uh, I think mm. they actually have to make moves to be—actually, no. There is no, I think. They have to make roster moves in order to be able to sign their rookies. Yeah. Because—and uh, that's where all of the talk of uh, McCoy being traded or being cut is coming from because he's $13 million against the cap. They don't with two million dollars. They can't sign the players that they drafted. I think the yeah. number is. I think they need seven million in order to sign their rookies or six million, whatever it is. So here's a team who's cap. I mean, they're strapped completely. Yeah. So 
it makes sense that they would, okay, we need to address what we need to address, and then we'll see what we can find to bring in that other talent. So just because they didn't draft the guy or didn't sign a free agent for it doesn't mean that they're sold on Rojo. Yeah, it's true. And there's there's still, uh, are there any free agents we're still interested in out there? Um, as far as the running back position, yeah, uh, not really. Yeldon signed last week with yeah, he's Buffalo. Buffalo. Like, yeah, 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 that all died I, to I, me too. And, and I, more and more, it's looking like McCoy's going to be cut this year. This thing, and not just hey. because he he tweeted the spoilers to Avengers. Hey, which there you was go. Maybe assholeish of him. It's very assholeish. Maybe maybe he comes down to Tampa on a, a minimum. Is he really worth it though? Would he even do it? He, I think he'd just be like, Nah, fuck that. I'm not playing for that. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't. He's know. done. I don't know. Um, so the question I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, so you traded away 2-1 for I, I Rojo. Did. I did. It ends up that Debo went at that pick. Yeah. So if you had to do again, would you rather have Rojo or Debo? Debo. Yeah, I, I should have held out until – because I was worried that he was trying to make a move to get rid of that for mm-hmm. somebody else. and he, So I was trying to shore it up. Had it to do over again. Yeah, i keep the pick and keep Debo Samuel. Okay. And, yeah, I'm pretty pissed off about it. <laughs> All right, so next on our list, uh, and it's the last thing that I have. So Irv Smith Jr., I know you love him as a tight end. I know, I know you're, you're eager to, to see him play in the NFL, as, oh, yes. as, as we heard in your tight end preview. Yeah. Goes to Minnesota, right? Yep. And uh, I wasn't happy to see him go there because I, I honestly thought that Irv Smith would end up going to the Patriots at the end of the first round just because it is a need for them. They took to kill Harry, which I still, you know, whatever. Um, Stud. Anyways. So... <laughs> One of the scenarios, and it's not a rumor, but it's a scenario that I heard mm-hmm. that could possibly make sense. Kyle Rudolph, last year of his contract, there's a certain team in New England that needs a tight end. Even They have ASJ, but kind of need a tight end. You could either continue to play with Rudolph, who, let's face it, is good, but he's not great. You drafted a tight end. You could get some money off the And you could get something for him rather than him walking next year for nothing. Mm-hmm. So if Kyle Rudolph were to be traded or cut or whatever, what have you, does that make you like Irv Smith anymore in the situation that he's in in Minnesota? Or do you still think he is shit? I don't want anything to do with him. No, I'm conflicted. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, if they do that, uh-huh. then that, that makes me a little more excited about it. Okay. So what about knowing that this is Rudolph's last year there? Well, and that's something I, I found out during the, listening to all the, all the stuff that's mm-hmm. going on right now. Yeah, that yeah, it makes a lot of sense for Minnesota to try to move him. Mm-hmm. That said, though, this is, I think, a good way of them prepping, mm-hmm. right? Because the tight end, for whatever reason, is one of the hardest things to transition to in the NFL. Absolutely. So it, it would make sense that they would keep him and, until all hope is lost, mm-hmm. which it may be in Minnesota. And then they deal Rudolph. Okay. Um, you know, last year we saw a lot of midseason moves, mm-hmm. very strangely. Um, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Maybe that continues. But that, that's definitely a guy that, I mean, and if he goes to New England. I think Kyle Rudolph becomes a very valuable tight end. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Could also become shit. <laughs> if anything, I, anything is possible. If I make a move for him, he becomes shit. So I, I will keep my hands <laughs> off. By all means, make a move for him. Yeah, no. Although I, I believe Luis still has him and you're not getting him. So uh, until he goes to New England and then he's, you know, he'll give him away. No, because then he'll still want to package, uh, you know, Percy Harvin to go along with him. Or something. <laughs> uh, Percy Harvin and Rudolph for your second. <laughs> so 
so that's all I have. Uh, anything you want to talk about? No, I, I kind of went through my, my... I don't understand why everybody hates Andy Isabella thing. Mm-hmm. That really does befuddle me. Um, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I don't listen to the near, near the number of podcasts that you listen to. Uh, but uh, honestly, I think he's the, the more interesting fit there because it, he fits into what... Uh, went to that offense Klingsbury is going to want to run. So I think it actually works out very well. I think one of the things that people may think of there is that, oh, well, Kyler Murray's not going to be throwing the ball a lot, so, you know, he's not going to be. But I, I don't think they brought Isabella in to be the deep threat. No. I think they brought Isabella in to scheme into the offense that they're planning to play there. So, honestly, I think it works out very well uh, for what they're trying to do and in, in, in the, the gimmick that they could use him for. I don't think Isabella's going to necessarily give you – he's going to give you a lot of yards catching. But I think he's going to give you a lot of yardage uh, out of the backfield or, or little shuttle passes or little screen passes, things like that. So. Right. When I just I just love the spot there, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's got the opportunity to start right out the gate, yeah, uh, and to build connection with a great young quarterback. Like so, you've I always been it. a Christian Kirk fan. Yeah. Yeah. Do you devalue him now in, in in what's happened in the draft with with the two wide receivers they took? No, I. You and I both know wide receivers mm-hmm. are crap shooting. <laughs> Um, it's one you, you got to argue about because, you know, what we see obviously doesn't always translate. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, these are all talented people. It just depends on how the fit is going to be. Oh, especially so, since the guy that you love is, is there. So, well, yeah, well, I, I, yeah, that's it. Like I, I like the shots that they're taking at the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. These are shots that I would take. Right. Um, and you know, like I said, with a new young quarterback, I, that excites me a lot. Okay. Um, if I can get some Arizona shares, yes, I'm doing it. Okay. But all those guys. And, yeah, yeah, having Akeem Butler there, that that just, you know, but I like Chad Williams because of the landing spot, too, and that fizzled out in Arizona. So we'll see. Hopefully these guys, it works out for them. At the end of the day, Larry Fitzgerald is going to lead them in receptions and yards and touchdowns. (laughs) You talk about a guy I gave up on five years ago. And he was like a number one receiver for those, like, three of those five years. Yeah, yeah. You love giving other teams their championships. I I did that Uh, for a while. Yeah, yeah. Last year it was Brian, so, you know. Two years ago. Uh, Three, whatever. No, no, Brian gave a championship oh, to Dan yeah. last well, year. Yeah, because, well, he just gave up all his good players to Dan. I don't know what the heck they were doing in the back room. but Collusion. Whatever. Collusion. Whatever. So, uh, But, yeah, that's all I got, man. Maybe you, we should get Mueller to investigate that one. I don't know. I, he, would never, he wouldn't decide anything. He'd just give us a bunch of paperwork, <laughs> and I'd be like, what the hell is this? I'm not reading 400 pages on this crap. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll say, well, I can't exonerate him, but I can't convict him either. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, Eddie, what else you want to talk about? Anything else? Um, We're already yeah, at the, almost a 55-minute mark. Yeah, no, so. man, I think it's good. Let's kill it. All right. Well, we'll be careful with your with your verbiage. We'll talk We'll talk more <laughs> about it next week. <laughs> or the week after. We'll, we'll see. All right. That's all we got. All right. uh, at Ball, You can reach us on Twitter at Ball, And at Chad. Okay. And uh, have a good one. Don't suck. Don't <laughs> suck.